Welcome to Hey Aspen. Ben made eye contact with me when he started. <laughs> ben made eye contact with me when he started saying that, and I'm still uncomfortable. Like I turned up your mic level because you were kind of far away, and then you started doing that. Oh God, Ben, stop! Oh God damn! Hey, that's what you get. Yeah. Stop it. Oh, fucking will. I know, right? Will. God, I think we hey, talked about Will, this last episode. Now that you're back in Huntsville, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. But like, all right. So as we're recording this podcast, <laughs> now that you've moved back, there's a show for a going away show for him. Yeah, for Mr. Weiniger. Sunday. It's coming Sunday, but by the time this episode comes back, we are we genuine genuinely believe that you will be back in Huntsville or making plans to come back. To Maybe Huntsville. that's yeah. just you know. A, wi- a dream is a wish your heart makes. Yeah. A situation. Maybe we're just oh, Cinderella. We just, we just don't want Will scrubbing to floors. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> Except I do want Will to leave so that he can't make me sick anymore. Yeah. yeah. True. Take your disease-ridden body. He was still sick when I saw him yesterday. Oh, really? My God. Like he was still coughing like me. That's insane. Yeah. Like even I have stopped like. Hacking my lungs out. Yeah, even I, I feel pretty good. I still have a bit of a cough because my congestion like drains into my chest like that, and I'm hacking out phlegm. But it's not like you know, like uncontrollable. Yeah, it's not like what I just did. I yeah. feel so much better that when Travis said good morning to me this morning, I broke out into song and tap dance. Like yeah. she actually started <laughs> tap dancing. Like it was amazing. I'm very talented. <laughs> I'm an all right tap dancer. Really into jazz though. Okay. <laughs> ben and Ari both started doing jazz hands, which none of y'all could hear. <laughs> there needs to be a sound effect for you jazz. You can't hear it. It needs to be like, like a... <laughs> like a little bell. <laughs> no, no, it's just... You can hear the sound effect. It's like ASMR. Alright, guys. I feel like we're just jerking jazz, ourselves off. Jazz guys, we just tried, <laughs> like all three of us, separately, as separate entities, just tried to create sound from jazz hands. Yeah. We are great. I'm a Foley uh, artist. We're, we're fucking dorks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Who do you think did the sound design on all those skits? Me. <laughs> Please come up with the noise for Jazz Hands, Travis. I will. The Jazz Hands noise. It <laughs> My happen. favorite thing about Foley artists and like doing sound effects is like how ridiculous it can be. Yeah. Because there are things where it's like, uh, I can't remember what movie it was, but it, it was uh, there was a scene where it was like a bunch of people on a boat. Yeah. And there was literally just like a guy in a studio with microphones pointing at him. In, like, a rain slick, a slick yellow, like, raincoat yeah. and big boots. And he just, like, squinched and squatched his boots and, and coats and stuff to make the noises. Oh. And it's amazing. There's this great... And um, it gets even crazier. If they're, like, if there's a car crash scene, they will go out to a field with two, like, junker cars mm-hmm. and a crane. And instead of, like, driving them into each other, they take one... They pick up one car with the crane, drop it on top of the other one to get the crash sound. That is crazy. I am sexually excited. Car crashes don't even sound like car crashes in real life. I know. Um, 
Did you? Uh, see, there's this great Comedy Central video that's like, "Hey, I'm the Foley artist for all the Bachelor, Bachelor, and Bachelor yes. series." Oh my god! And I'm it really into amazing. my work, and it's just him like making out with a watermelon, like uh-huh. making gross, like yeah, like the kissy noises and shit, like that sound over and over again. It's amazing. Yeah, Foley is really fun. The uh, true, the true heroes of cinema. If you want to contact me about doing sound design on a project, you can uh, reach me on Twitter at actually tall or T in the treehouse at gmail.com. We are or Mr. T sound. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, now everyone's going to fucking email me. <laughs> Travis, Travis is a slut for sound. So Yo, make that happen for, for him. real. It's the only way he feels ha- he true is a happiness. Sound whore. <laughs> Same. He is a he's, he's, he's a pretty woman for pretty down sound design. Yeah. He's the world's oldest profession Am making I, weird noises in a Foley artist. <laughs> um, and honestly, this podcast doesn't even sound that good. I want it to be better. <laughs> I want it to be better. I don't have money for microphones. All right, JK. Please thanks. hire me to be a sound designer. Please give us money. So I can get money to buy more microphones for this podcast. <laughs> also, we want to we, buy uh, more cat toys for our cats. So that please too. do that. They don't have enough toys. Let's, they don't have enough toys. They've got like a couple little mice. They're very bored and we feel bad about that. Yeah, they fight all the time. It's because they're cats. They deserve to be happier. Shut yeah. up, Ben. Yeah. You don't even know what you're... I do, but I want to do the rooster teeth thing and we just do an ASMR podcast. Yeah, oh God. But I feel like that would be <laughs> terrible because me and surround sound... Jesus Christ. Hey, uh, hey welcome so to uh, Hey Ass Butt. This is the ASMR podcast. We're about Supernatural today. Uh, Let's role play and pretend we're at the barber. I actually uh, gently run them through your hair. Also, I'm going to take my sawed off shotgun and uh, shoot the ghost that's behind you. I love this podcast. Um, we, have, we, we have fun here. We have fun here. <laughs> oh, God. There's so many Plans cats to- and legs under the table. <laughs> <laughs> trying to stretch out my legs. Ben and like, Ari no. are constantly playing footsie <laughs> on this really show, are- by the way. Thank you, Ben. Like, they, I, I sit on one end of the table, and they sit across from each other, and they are constantly like rubbing their feet together. I'm sorry, I'm You know what they say, if your feet touch, we fuck, so. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Don't put oh, your there, foot on my lap. There we go. I mean, oh, yeah. for me, touching I'm someone's crazy. foot with my foot is basically like fucking. So. <laughs> We both have shoes on today, so it's not as gross as it usually is. It's usually my bare feet touching Ben's disgusting shoes. You're nasty. Yeah. These shoes are old. They are old as balls. My shoes are new and delightful. Look look how worn down the bottom of these shoes are. Great. More visual jokes. (laughs) More visual gags. They're not that worn down. Yeah, they are. They're fine. These shoes are 10 years old. They got some tread. Damn, I got some shoes that are 10 years old. They got holes in the bottom of them. Hey. Yeah, they're my still in my closet. In I, I don't know if I just walk hard. All right, Dewey Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, walk hard in all avenues of my life. Because I cannot make a pair of shoes last longer than like a year. At best. Wow. Yeah. I always walk holes into them or tail, tear the sides or... Like, if they're flats, I just, like, break them in half. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. I can generally hold on to a pair of shoes for about two or three years. That's 
amazing to me. Yeah. Like, are you a wizard? Well, are you I, a cobbler? What's happening? I also spend like $150 on a pair of shoes. Oh, I yeah. don't. Yeah, see, that that is a big thing. If you buy a pair of $12 shoes, they'll last. Okay, well, they're not $12. Basically, like every. They're a hearty $15.50. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so every. I'm not a cheapskate, Travis. Every dollar you spend on a shoe amounts to. Uh, a month of shoe life. Okay. I think. Here's the thing. That makes sense. Here's Travis. Here's uh-huh. the fucking thing. What's that? I can't spend all my money on shoes because I also have to buy bras. You're right. And that shit is expensive. See, I don't have to buy any bras. It's, you so I can spend all that really money on shoes. really save quite a bit of money because, first of all, everything free is cheaper anyways. Yeah. Except for like ladies drink free night. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. And two, you don't have to split your shoe money into your bra fund. Yeah. Bras are a scam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy, are you telling me. Uh, Damn, some are some of them are pretty, though. Boy, are you telling me. Let's, let me about the joke off you guys that I just came up with. Uh, I walk the walk, but I don't talk the talk because I find it tough to talk when I have an erection. What? That was, what? Like a, that was a Dewey Cox joke because he had a walk hard. Right. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's too heady. I need more sleep. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. a jump. It's a jump. Yeah. It's a jump and a, and a skip it, and a... It, and you bump your fucking dick on the way out. Yeah. All right. So speaking of jokes. <laughs> speaking of jokes. Speaking of jokes. Speaking of jokes. Speaking of jokes. Speaking of which. Uh, we're all... Comedians, yeah, we yeah. all get up on we, stage. We do comedy. That last joke says otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say we we're funny comedians. Fair enough. I said we were comedians. Technically, technically, sometimes we get up on stage. People will pay us to tell original material that we have written. That sometimes has a setup and a punchline. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't really, we haven't really, like, we've talked about comedy some. On this podcast? Yeah. But only in the most, like... Vague and ambiguous. Yeah. Like, we will mention that we are comics. Or, like, we'll be like, hey, we've got a show coming up that we'll definitely have passed by the time this episode is released. Yeah. So I don't know why we're telling you. I was actually talking about that with someone last night. I think it was Elliot. And he was like, oh, so y'all, you guys can't, like, plug your own shows at all. Nope. I was like, no. What we can What we can do is be like, you have our names. Look us up on Facebook. We will put our shows there. Yeah, that's and that what is we do. it. We could put like a show announcement in the break or something, like record it, and then before we release an episode. Put oh it yeah, in the that's break. true. Yeah, but I mean that would take like planning and thinking ahead. Oh, we hate that. Yeah, but just like look it up or whatever, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so uh, so let's let's talk about some comedy, guys. Let's um talk about some of our favorites. Some yeah. of our favorite comedians. Just so, like, you guys can um, look these people up for yourselves and yeah, check them out. So Ben already has his three, so he's going to start. Yeah, he's going to start. <laughs> doing one, going around, doing another, going nah, around. Nah, just do all three. Fuck it. Yeah, that, uh, we, we've done the, we, we we've gotta, done the go around the table thing. It takes too long. And, and we got to... And Ari will probably start a, talking about Batman. Okay. I would never... He is not a comedian. He's actually not very funny at all. See, the thing... <laughs> ah, I fell into I the mean, trap. And in conclusion, that's why I think Batman would actually be really good at stand-up comedy. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, I'm 
so old. <laughs> also, uh, so I was, was going to say. Yeah, we all just also, aged three years because Ari <laughs> oh, had another Batman speech prepared. Also, I, I was going to say that Travis and I need time to come up with our favorite comedians. So you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, the first one, I would probably like, I thoroughly enjoy probably David Tell. Yeah. I fucking love, like, he knows what he looks like, mm. and he knows the material he can sell, and how he can sell it well, and it's usually insanely fucked up material, and I goddamn love it. Like, one of my favorite bits that he does is that, like, that Jack Daniels is a wild man's drink. It's for a crazy oh, dude. Oh, yeah. But, like... Because he always blacks out when he drinks Jack Daniels, mm. which he also just likes to call time travel. <laughs> <laughs> like you drink a little bit, you wake up, you're in one bar, then you black out, you wake up, you're in another, you're in a completely different bar, mm. then you wake up, or you go, you black out one more time and you wake up and you're working at a, or a White Castle in Wisconsin, <laughs> <laughs> like seven years and you're still not assistant manager, <laughs> <laughs> and you're banging the slow girl on the fry later. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Say she's a little dim, but them titties ain't dim. <laughs> uh, we got it. We, we made it. Doesn't is it David Tell that has a joke like about his friends and he calls themself he calls them the unfuckables? I, yes, because he's like so. it's, it's me and I look like this and a, and a guy who thinks Lord of the Rings is real. Yeah. And, <laughs> I believe so. Okay, to be fair, they never disproven it. So I yeah. mean, I guess so. I mean, New Zealand is a uh, country, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's where so, Middle Earth is. Yeah, another one I thoroughly enjoy. Gone too soon. Greg Giraldo. Yeah. See, I was actually about to say, like Dave Attell and Greg Giraldo seem to go hand in hand. Oh hell yeah! Well, that's I first saw them on the same. Uh, they were on like Comedy Central roast, right? The, the the Comedy Central roast, but they were also on the Insomniac tour. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the fourth guy, but Dane Cook was also a part of that. Mm-hmm. It's like that was the first time I saw Dane Cook. And, what you know, a weird group of people! Yeah, <laughs> Greg Girolo, really? David Tell, Dave, Dave uh, Dane Cook, and some other guy. Some uh, ginger Quick, dude. Quick, put together a tour that doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, then, like third is of course Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, yeah. I knew Jeselnik was going to come up. Oh yeah, I fucking knew it. I love him to death. It's not just <clears throat> that I thoroughly love his comedy. He interviews. I love the interviews that he does. Yeah, because he it's some people like turn it off and on for like they're like they try to be more real in an interview, mm-hmm. but it's almost like he plays up his stage persona for the interview, and it's amazing. Nice. You know where he does turn it off though when he's talking to other comics about comedy. Like he yeah. will just like be like, "Hey, here, this is what I think comedy is," and it's. Really fucking interesting. So I would highly recommend looking up some of those conversations on yeah. YouTube. He's nice. a really brilliant person on comedy. Can I share with you one of my favorite Anthony Jeselnik jokes? Yes! Okay. My sister got my nephew a Barbie doll. And I hate that. I hate that. Because I don't want him to get unrealistic expectations about how easy it is to take a woman's head off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So good. That is really good. Yeah. God damn. I feel like we need to put in a disclaimer here and just say that, like, look up at your own risk. Yeah. Like, all these comics are hilarious, yeah, all, but... All three comics that Ben mentioned are, like, whoa. Or like, they are whoa. off-color, but I mean, they like, are very funny. Yeah. This this podcast is marked as, as explicit, but we, like... 
if we start getting into some shit, I cut it out. Yeah. Because yeah. we get like, into I think the craziest shit. thing. Edit. <laughs> the craziest thing we did was like talk about gun control in episode 18. Yeah. Or 16 or something back in season one. Did we did we leave that in? Yeah, we left it in because it was pertinent to what was happening was at timely. the time. Yeah, it was yep. very timely, actually. You know what? Fuck it. Okay, cool. And what's, what's fucked up about that is I think we were talking about gun control because a shooting happened yeah. when we recorded Yet that another. episode. And then that episode released when another major shooting happened. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I thoroughly believe that Donald Trump thought that mass shootings were what made America great. Yeah, probably. He's, He's doing a fine job. Yeah, He did a great job. Yeah. Technically, a mass shooting is what created America. <laughs> to be fair, you're correct. Shot heard around the world and all yeah. that. <laughs> hey, shots fired. I mean, you can go even earlier and go with the Boston Massacre. Yeah. yeah. Or the French Indian American War. Okay. Um, mm. Back to ASMR cast. AS, ASMR cast. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Okay. Well, did you, this, you did your thirds? Yeah, I did, did three. You did three? Yeah, I did he threes. did three. All right, Travis. Yeah, All right. And threes. I'm correct. Uh, Rule threes. Because of gangbangs. I'm going to start <laughs> off. I'm going to start off with uh, Mike Perbiglia. Ooh. Yes. I, a lot of people think that Mike Perbiglia isn't like very funny. He's oh. just really dry. Yeah. So he's super dry. And he's also some, a lot of the times he's a clean comic. Yeah. yeah. Which will turn a lot of people off for some reason. Because um, it's boring. But he is, I mean, not necessarily. I'm just being a okay. dick. But uh, he is an amazing storyteller. Oh, yes. Like, Sleepwalk With Me and My Girlfriend's Boyfriend are probably two of my favorite comedy specials. Yes. Because he is such an enticing storyteller that you can hear the audience listening to him. Yeah. Like he, he will get into a story and it gets so quiet. Let's see that. And that's even more effective with his punchlines because he, his story gets so intense and then he'll release a punchline and it hits so hard. See, that's the thing I don't understand with a lot of comics when they want to tell stories, mm -hmm. then they say, Oh, I just hear that silence and I freak the fuck out. All that means is that they're listening to you. Yeah. That's what yeah. you want, man. Come on. I will say this as somebody who like is not a clean comic and will rely on curse words to sometimes punch things up. Mm -hmm. I think being a clean comic is it's even more difficult. It's, it's, it is. It's, uh, it really yeah, is. it can be a challenge. Like, I've tried to write some, like, I've tried to convert some of my dirty jokes into clean jokes, and I just, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I and was, then I try to write clean jokes, and I'm like, no, I'm an idiot. I can't. I, it's a lot harder to make that demographic of people who want clean comedy to laugh. Because Nate Bargaisi was at the club, and I, I worked there. Yeah. And the demographic he brought out for a clean show just take one glance at them motherfuckers, and I'm like, oh, I can't tell if I'm at church or the DMV. Yeah, see, and what's weird is, like, those people don't seem like they would be Nate Bargatze fans either. It's very true. Because Nate Bargatze is, like, he's a pretty liberal dude. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of, not to, like, stereotype people, but a lot of clean comedy fans are the more, like, conservative. Yeah. Like, redneck, because a lot of, like, all of the, um, the blue-collar comedy group, you know, uh, yeah, conservative. Jeff Foxworthy, yeah. Billingvall. They're all more. They're all more like conservative, religious, um, whatever. Like the black sheep of the blue collar comedy tour was Ron White. Mm. 
uh, because he's fucking rough around the edges compared to the other guys. Yeah, but he's very outspoken, conservative, conservative guy. He loves weed and like yeah. tequila, but goddamn, that man loves Trump. That's I have true. watched all four, no, all five. Thou shalt laughs. Oh God! Which is a Christian comedy, um, like a showcase uh-huh. that they filmed and put on Netflix. Um, one of them, uh, which one of them was hosted by, and I don't remember her name. It's like sh- sh- it's like something Pierce. Um, I'll look her up in a little bit. But one of them was hosted by. Uh, the most successful female comic of all time. Really? Yes. Who is a clean Christian musical comedian? Uh, which are three words separately. All right, together, too much is for this, me personally. Is, is this that cunt you showed me a couple of months ago? Yes. Uh, see, I hate using that word. But from what I remember of this lady, she is. I don't want to see her next her, Tuesday. Her comedy show is um, shitty. It's awful. It's first of all, it's just. I don't think it's just funny at all. And it, then second of all, she she is the type who's like, I'm going to mock liberals. Yeah, and like, she's, hey, how wacky they are. Them, she has them leftists, yeah. y'all. She has used the word snowflake and libtard unironically. Yeah, yeah. Like she's just that. Also, she's estranged from her daughter, and I almost guarantee the reason is is LGBTQ related. Although I'm not sure, but I I, I literally think this is one of her jokes. I was sitting in church the other day, just praising the Lord, drinking some sweet tea, thinking, why can't a feminist enjoy this? Yeah, I wouldn't be totally surprised. <laughs> she has a song called "I'm a Woman." <laughs> Where she's like, or like some, a lot of her comedy is like, now this ain't for the men. Yeah. Yeah. This is a girl's night and we just leave our husband and I just, and I'm just, we leave our husbands at the door. All right. There is a way to do that well, but I'm sorry. We're off the whales. Fuck yeah. Let's make fun of this bitch for another 45 minutes. Um, (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) But so number one, Mike Perviglia. Yes. Two. I have to say this about Mike Birbiglia. I'm very sorry. Uh, I, I what I should have said was nothing. One of my favorite stand-up specials. Good, of all time. yeah, that's and just a good, good one. solid life advice. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it so much. I need to heed that advice a little bit more. Yeah, you do. Well, Travis, <laughs> this is mostly in reference to how you argue on Facebook all the time, I which you have done don't. less of. But I okay, stopped. Google. Can you give me a list of burn centers in the area? <laughs> We've done this joke We've done before. this several times. This, that Dan joke loves is, this joke. It's getting buried in, under the horse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Finish your list, please. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with Kyle Kinane. Ooh, that's a good like, one. Yes. I, I love his delivery. Love I love Kyle his Kinane. concepts. I I like... I had, that, I had one of those moments... Where I don't, and I don't know if I just like subliminally thought of it because I like, I generally like when I go to sleep, I need some sort of white noise. So I'll turn on like a podcast or like on my Pandora station, I'll turn on a comedy station. Mm -hmm. And my seeds are like Kyle Kinane, Tom Segura, Mike Probiglia, John Mulaney, all that. And so like Kyle Kinane plays a lot. And, um, 
there have been several moments where I like think of a joke idea mm-hmm. and then I, I start listening to the, my, my comedy station and then I hear that joke idea in a Kyle Kinane bit and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So it's either like I'm hearing it in my sleep and I think about it later or I'm like, I'm just, I'm like right behind Kyle Kinane on the brain train. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's the thing. It's like, uh, I mean, they're, what is it? Sub sola nihil nova est. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's what we're living in. I mean, like. And that that's becoming even more prevalent with, like, the internet these days. Yeah. Like, nothing, like, nothing has ever been original. God. But also, it's so hard to come up with, like, original sounding material. Yeah. Because somebody else is doing that same thing. There's so many people in the world. Like, I have, I have a bit where I use the pun Dunyan Rings. Which has also been made famous by Game Grumps. Yeah. But it's like um, in such a different context. Yeah. I mean, like, the concept is the same, but it's in such a different context that I feel, I still feel comfortable using it yeah. as a punchline. Like, on a long enough timeline, everything's derivative. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I either- to, like, on a long enough timeline, we're all related. Yeah, exactly. Um,. Do fish. you think, though, I, I feel this way. I feel like there are some things, even though, like, it's um, different enough, I feel like there's some things that, like, they just become too famous or too known. Right. And, like, even if even if it was just, like, parallel thought and or even if it's just, like, like I feel like you have to get pretty fucking creative to do a joke about airline food. It's just Absolutely. been done to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel you have to be pretty, pretty fucking creative to do a, th- that whole, like, I just flew in and boy, are my arms tired, mm-hmm. which I have seen, like, I've seen a fairly, like, a, a new comic do, and it was hilarious. Here's, like, I love that joke. I love yeah. the, that premise. The idea, mine is, uh, I just flew in and like, boy, is this, <laughs> boy, is this premise tired. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. That is good. When we're off the air, I'll tell you the version of the joke I've heard, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, that's fine. Look, just go see, uh, go see your local comedians, guys. Pretty much, yeah. Support go local comedy. Uh-huh. You'll um, see some good shit. What's your last com- comedian? My last one. I'm having trouble because there's so many that I love. I know, right? Um, just rip off the bandaid. Another one is probably going to be Tom Segura. Oh, I was going to say Tom Segura for one of mine. That's why I was like, I'm probably going to steal it from Ari. But Tom Segura is another one of those guys. He's a great storyteller. Yeah. And he's another one of those, like, off the wall, will say fucking anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he's also so, like... Relatable. Relatable about it. so funny. Like... There's so many of his bits where he's like, so I was talking to a black guy. Not that it matters that it's black. That's just what was happening. It's just this, <laughs> that's, that's part of the story. <laughs> so I thought I'd mention it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there's like so many of those. And it's like, it's so good. Um, and like he does voices. One thing I wish I could do was like have jo- jokes where I could do voices. But I feel like I can't like nail it enough. He's fluent in Spanish. Yeah, that's amazing. And will incorporate I that into that. his comedy. Yeah. There's uh, so like, I love that bit about him trying to go go get into a parking lot in Vegas. Yeah, he's trying to butter up the Mexican parking attendant by speaking Spanish. He's like, "Oh fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you," and, he, and then he starts speaking in English, and the and the guy's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a we so we play videos to start the show out at the club, mm-hmm. and Tom Segura is coming to the club. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, I. Mm. One of those shows is already sold out. I know. Oh, I believe it. Uh, so there's this bit that he does. It's the one where it because the dude who makes the videos kind of terrible, <laughs> but because he there's the joke that Tom Segura that on there. That the dude cooks out. It's like I said, it starts out like this is the whole joke. I said that to Big Daddy Kane once. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, shouting. Yes, it's amazing. Um, I love, I love that. I love just, that bit. Look, look, like there's no way we'd be able to do the joke as well. So just look all these people up. Yeah. Just look. Just it's their material. Hear it from the horse's mouth. Like, yeah. Fucking do that. Yeah. Got, like Tom Segura has a special. It's mostly stories on Netflix. Uh-huh. But then he also has two other albums uh, that are on. You can find them on like Spotify. I think a lot of Comedy Central presents uh, are through Amazon Prime. Oh, really? I think. I think they are now. Uh, and like all of these people have at least a thirty-minute special. Oh, absolutely. For, for a while, you could like spit in a comedy club and get a and get a Netflix special. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's true anymore. And I'm not saying that those comics haven't worked hard and don't deserve the Netflix special. I'm just saying that with Netflix, you see a lot more specials being produced. Oh, absolutely. I feel like. Which is awesome. Yeah. Netflix has been great for stand-up comedy. Yeah. I eventually would like a Netflix special. So, you know, hit me up, Netflix. Mm -hmm. Hit me up. All right. Well, now I've got to find another comic that I like. Just kidding. I like so many. Um... I'm going to start out with probably my all-time favorite comic, uh, Maria Bamford. Yes. Yes. Another great person who does so many voices. So many voices. She's... If if you are into cartoons at all, you've already heard Maria Bamford. She does a ton of voices on Adventure Time, including Slime Princess. Mm -hmm. Um, She's... Like, generally any... So funny. Almost any episode where there's, like, a big collection of princesses. Like yeah, a, she's a, a part of it. A big one was um, an early Adventure Time episode uh, where, like, Ice King kidnapped all the princesses and yeah. Finn has to go save them. And, uh, and she did, like, all those voices. Almost every... About half of the princesses are Maria Banford. Yeah. Just doing great. crazy voices. She and even in the like DVD, I have the season one on DVD, and I listen to the commentary, and it's like Tom Kenny, Pendleton Ward, Jeremy Shada, and someone else, and uh, and like the there's that scene where all the princesses are talking, and Tom's like, "Who's that?" And Penn's like, "Oh, that's Maria." And Tom's like, "No way." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she can disguise her voice so so well, and um. She's just so funny. Like, she's so, um, God, she's so funny. Yeah. She's also very pro, um, I mean, not pro, like a mental not, health. Yeah, yeah. She's very pro mental health. Yeah. She, like, she's really struggling very, with like, it. So she'll talk about her She's trying to like destigmatize mental yeah. health disorders. It's like the same way uh, Christopher Titus does it. Yeah. I actually saw her like before I started doing comedy, she was, um, in Birmingham. So I went Mm -hmm. down to go see her for my birthday. And, uh, she basically like did her jokes about suicide Mm -hmm. and she was like, I hate doing this fucking bit, but 
it's really good, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. Which is such a comedian thing, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it's like, I hate this, but I'm going to do it. Like, I definitely have some jokes. Well, it's like, a big entertainment thing. Joke. Like, uh, yeah. fucking Slash from Guns N' Roses hates Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. Because that song was originally a fucking, like, finger exercise for him. Yeah. So anytime he does it, he's just like, I hate this. <laughs> I, I hate doing this. I hate this. I hate this so much. It's like, you know, yeah. She's so good. Just, I'm, again, I'm not going to be able to do any of her jokes justice. Just go, she's got tons of um, comedy albums on Spotify. Yeah. She's got uh, two specials on Netflix. I love love this special, special, special. Yes. Special, (laughs) special, special. Where she performed in her house to a very special audience, her parents. Her parents and her dog. And her dog. (laughs) Her pugs. (laughs) Um, She also has a sitcom called Lady Dynamite. Which is amazing. Uh, Hilarious. I don't think I've seen the second season. You have only seen season one, so I'm not sure. But she's so, so funny. Go check her out. She's like my favorite comedian of all time. I love her so much. Yeah. The second comedian I'm going to mention is a not very well-known guy at all. Yeah. But I've probably... He only has one album on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And I have probably listened to this one album like 10 times. Who's that? Jared Harris. Yeah! I saw... So he was a guy... You just got out Whataburgered? No no no, 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 no. That's Mac Blake. Oh, okay. Honorable Who mention. Who is also great. Honorable mention to Mac Blake from uh, San Antonio. There, or no. He, or Austin. Houston, Austin. Yeah. Somewhere in Texas. There's somebody I'm waiting to He's do. He's so good. An honorable mention for in case you don't mention her. Okay. In a minute. Let me finish my list. Okay. Are you trying to like psychically link? Maybe. Physical gags! Um, but, uh, Jared Harris is, so he's a guy, he's from Atlanta originally. Now he's out in LA and I actually like saw him because, um, one of the local comics here who's actually on the season finale yeah. runs a show called enter the comedy dragon. Well, well he, he was on the bring... season one finale. You've already heard him. It's Scott Eason. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah. Th- that episode has already aired. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I thought Pink you were Green. saying like well, you, a you, season finale of something else. Yeah, oh. you could have you could have just said, said it, it because everyone knows. I said I'm tired, y'all. Scott Eason does this show, and Jared Harris was on it. Yeah, and like he normally they'll do like a thirty to forty five minute set, and he literally was like, "Oh, you guys having fun? Cool." We're going to be here for an hour and 30 minutes. Yeah. And guess what? It was hilarious the entire fucking time. That's awesome. Then I bought his album and I have it in my car and I listen to it on Spotify when I'm too lazy to get out my CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so, so funny. It's a Jared Harris president talkative. Yeah. He's always wearing like a, like a Marty McFly vest <laughs> and a trucker hat. And he just sounds like a good old boy from the South, but he's so, so good. I need to tweet at him that uh, Trixie Mattel is his answer to the gay country album. Yes, that he wants, you do, that you he, do. That he's that he jokes about because um, he has a joke about gay country albums. All right, and number, then for my third and three. final comedian that I'm going to mention, that's not Tom Segura. I'm going to give a shout out to Rhea Butcher. Yeah, who is you may have heard of her because she's uh, Cameron Esposito's wife Mm -hmm. and they did a sitcom together called Take My Wife um, which sadly it was on CISO which did not last very long yeah Uh, but there's a second there's a season you can watch pretty sure you could find it on like YouTube or 
on something uh, on yeah. uh, Stars maybe. Yeah. And then they did film a second season. They didn't release it on CISO, but they released it on the Stars app. Okay. So you can find it. Go check it out because it's actually a really great show. It's about um, Cameron Esposito, who's also very funny, um, and uh, Rhea Butcher, like living and doing comedy in LA. And Rhea also has a one album out on Spotify called Butcher. And then her and Cameron have a like dual album. That's cool. Interesting. Uh, they... Let me like to give you a description of what Rhea Butcher is like. It, it's like. She... Uh, She's like if Ron Swanson was an Eagle Scout. Yes. That is such a good way to describe her. Her, her opening bit on her album Butcher is, uh, it's a very appropriate name because I'm Butcher than all of you. Yeah. Like she gets out on stage in like fucking like work jeans and like a work boots. Jacket. And yeah, in a, in a jacket that she wears when she's bringing in her kills from the woods. <laughs> Um, no, from when she was like getting hay from the fucking yes, yeah, it's her fields. fucking cowboy jacket. Yeah, yeah, she um, she's just like a super butch lesbian who's just like I'm going to talk about being from Ohio and being a goddamn badass. Like she's so funny. So I'm thoroughly looking forward to meeting her. If she, yeah, I'm not sure if she's coming. I, I um, like we're I crossing hope so. fingers, Ugh. dicks, dildos, the everything's crossed around here. Guys. So Cameron Esposito is coming to Huntsville, yeah. and we're going to be there, and we're so fucking pumped. Did you do that thing you were supposed to do? No, not yet, but I have reasons. I'll tell you about it later. Um, and then Rhea usually performs with Cameron, so we're really hoping that they both come because that would just oh, be like yeah. a dream come true. That would be amazing. Um, and also, Cameron is very funny. Check her out as well, and that's my list. Yeah. Uh, so I gave an honorable mention to Matt, Mac Blake. I also want to give an honorable mention to Dave Stone. Hell yeah. It goes yeah, hand in so hand good. with Kyle Kinane. We've talked about we, the Boogie Monster Yeah, we've talked about before. the Boogie Monster. Dave Stone is a delight. I yeah. love every time he comes to Huntsville. I have his album. Yeah. I listen to it all the time. Uh, he's he's a, he's like from kind of rural Georgia. It's like Dalton, Georgia that yeah. he's from? Sort of. Yeah. Like around there. And then he like came up in the Atlanta scene and now he's out in L.A. Uh, he's just another one of those like Southern guys kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to say this real quick. <laughs> so some of our listeners might be like, Oh man, going to a local comedy comic show sounds like so much fun, Yeah. but I don't have any local comedy in my area. Hey buddy, guess what the fuck? You do. Yes, you do. You do. You do. You do. If you can look for it, you might not know about it. And quite frankly, the comics might be bad about promoting it. But you do have are. it. Well, I mean, Pensacola has a comedy scene. All right, Pensacola. No, let me put Here's it. the thing, though. Like yeah. Huntsville didn't really have a comedy scene until 2011, right? Yeah. Sure. And if Huntsville, so I graduated high school in 2011 because I'm a tiny baby. There you are. And um, he's in a bush. A tiny, tiny. And so baby. in 2000, like summer of 2011, I left Huntsville. Yeah. And then I came back in 2014, and I was like, Huntsville's fucking amazing. Yeah. Because, one, I'm 21, and I can go do things. <laughs> like, right. drink. Two, there was a comedy scene when I came back. Yeah. And if there had been a comedy scene in, like, 2008, I would have started doing comedy when I was fucking 16 years old. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's... If you could have gotten into parks. If, yeah. Oh, well, I could have gotten in. I have my ways. I have my ways and why. He was just throwing himself Travis. through the windows. 
That's how you get into a bar if you're underage. Most of the bars, most of the bars in Alabama are also like you have to be 19 yeah. to get in because they're smoking bars. Well, I've yeah. seen I've seen situations where it, this is more so in music. Yeah, where like they will let you know someone who's 17 or 18 come in and play. Don't name those bars. Yeah. <laughs> Keep their secrets. It's mostly safe. for like the open mic situation. Yeah. yeah. yeah but like yeah. as long as like someone has an eye on them, usually there is like someone with them who's like keeping them in check. Yeah. Um, well, and this is actually brings up a good point. Like, yeah, we didn't have a comedy scene until some guys got together and were like, let's do this. Yeah. And it's kind of really exploded. Like, we went from having nothing yeah. to having, you know, the biggest multiple show in the open mics. And yeah. One of the best shows, if not the best show, in Alabama and the Southeast. Yeah, definitely the best indie show in the Southeast, I think. I, Yeah, I agree. I think so. It's called Epic Comedy Hour. Yeah. Check it out if you're around. Um, and then also, like, a, a fucking club. Yeah. Like, our comedy scene got so big that it attracted a club. Yeah. Because I truly think that, like, if, if comics had not... If, if like... These these guys like Scott and Tom and uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon and, and yeah. Jonathan, if they had not gotten together and like worked to build the scene, then you know the guy who runs Stand Up Live wouldn't have realized that there is a market for it in Huntsville. Absolutely, like because before we had the indie comedy scene, the place you'd go see comedy in Huntsville is at the Von Braun Civic Center. Right. Yeah, because it'd be the big names coming through. Right. And honestly, those big names were like. Not saying that they're not funny because there have been some very yeah. hilarious comics well, like, that come through, Jim, but they're one type. Jim Gaffigan comes to Huntsville, right. I think, every couple of years. If not every year, but he comes to the Von Braun Center. Right. But yeah, like I, I feel like if there was no indie comedy scene in Huntsville, it would have been another 10 years before right. before I Huntsville agree. got a comedy market like that. Yeah. Um, but so, like, and, anyway, that I said all that to say, just like... Look for it. And if you don't have it, one, Like, Google the name of your city and comedy. Yeah. And it, see if something comes up. To put it in perspective, like, sure, Los Angeles is a massive city. But there are motherfuckers who run open mics and shows from, like, a garage in Koreatown. Yeah. It's there are house shows. Same dudes run comedy shows on tops of buildings. Yeah. So, like, underage kids can get into the shows and perform. Mm -hmm. I have been in a... I have been in a... I have been to a comedy show in somebody's fucking living room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think Dan Alton does a lot of house shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, like, if you are somebody who's interested in doing comedy and your town or city or whatever doesn't have comedy, do it yourself. Yeah. You would be surprised how many bars and, like, places want to work with you to put on a comedy show. Because mm -hmm. they have a tough enough time trying to get people in on a weeknight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the week, like the, like the... Like honestly, the two bars where we do our comedy shows are are our open mics are probably busier than they have any right to be because oh absolutely Maggie's was packed last night yeah Maggie's yeah. is even when I got packed. there I got there mm -hmm. late and it was still packed yeah and that yeah. was on a Monday so yeah. like good job like comedy is a great thing for a bar on a weekday yeah, yeah. because like they or have a their... coffee shop or yeah. a comic book store or a record like somebody's just house. have to be bars yeah or somebody's house our apartment <laughs> our apartment a fucking 
the roof of a parking garage. Ben's backyard. Yeah. A park. We had a show in Ben's backyard one time. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody came. Nobody mostly came. Because, <laughs> mostly because the producer didn't do a good job promoting it. Hey-oh. Hey. We didn't have a poster or anything. Cause, yeah. Cause like I, I said, the producer yeah. really <laughs> dropped the fucking ball. Just kidding. Will. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so uh, well, it is March. So like, in six months, when he's back and it's yeah. my birthday, <laughs> we'll have another show. <laughs> Will's totally—it's totally gonna be like a, like a, you know, he's gonna go, but he's gonna keep coming. Like a, he's gonna keep coming back. Yeah, for like stuff. a Justin. What's his name? Justin Ludlow situation yeah, yeah, or Jonathan yeah. Craig situation? Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, because he's only going to Memphis. It's not that far away. Yeah, it's like it's three only three hours. hours in. It's not bad. Anyways, um, yeah, so basically, uh, there are tons of great comics out there who you might not know about. Hopefully, yeah. we've shared some with you. Um, and if you build it, they will come if yeah. you want to do comedy yourself. And if you, if you feel like, if you're a fan of comedy and you feel like uh, trying to. <laughs> I'm spreading the cough. I'm sorry. If you're a fan of comedy and you feel like spreading your horizons, like if you feel like you've listened to all the people you listen to and that's it, open up Pandora yeah. and type in comedy. And I have discovered so many comedians for myself just through listening to Pandora and hearing things pop up, like uh, names that no, like almost nobody else I have talked to has heard of, like fucking Tommy Daslow and Mac Blake that I yeah. showed you guys, yeah. Dan St. Germain, uh... Brooks Whelan, who was a writer for Saturday Night Live, actually. Yeah. Um, Brooks Whelan has an album. Fucking uh, all these people that are so good, and they're on Pandora, and you can find them uh, and just listen to it. Just okay. listen to comedy. Also, um, I'm about to lose my goddamn mind. Why? Because I cannot believe that I just went through a list of some of my favorite comedians, and I didn't mention Baron Vaughn. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the first time I heard Baron Vaughn, too, is on Pandora. Yeah, okay. The fucking penises and lollipops bit. Hilarious. I have to take, I have to stop everything and take a minute to tell you guys, look, you, you listeners, don't go now to your nearest computer, phone, which is probably pause the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> go look up Baron Vaughn and watch. He's hilarious. We'll wait. Yeah, we'll take a minute. Moment of silence. Great, you're back. Awesome. Yeah, okay. How was Baron Vaughn? How was Did you Baron love Vaughn? him? Was it great? Yeah, good. He's been on. He's on TV in a mm-hmm. in a Grace and Frankie. Yeah, he plays like the adopted kid of uh, Frankie. Um, he's a voice in the new Mystery Science Theater. Yes, he, I, he's Crow, right? I, I, or Tom Servo. I think he's, I think he's Crow. I think he's Crow. He's, um, so, so funny. So funny. So yeah, go look at, just like, just go. Yeah. Go now. Do it. All right. Sorry. Well, so, I had to take that break. Yeah. I had to talk about him. <laughs> well, we're actually about to get into watching our episode. So during our break, you can just pause that up. You can pause us when you hear the guitar bleep. Yeah. And then go, go listen, listen to, to Baron, Baron Vaughn. Vaughn and then listen to whatever we have to say. Really After quick. That. I mean, it was either going to be a Baron Vaughn break or a Dick Grayson break. <laughs> uh. We're not. It's not a comic book conversation, guys. We're not even. It's fine. I'm not going to talk. Look, Dick Grayson would actually be very supportive of me trying to promote. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Don't throw anything at me. Okay. Don't stop hitting me, Ben. Um. <laughs> 
Uh, real quick, before we talk about the episode, which we are getting to, this is a problem talking about com- comedy because we'll take 10 yeah, years. I know. The only thing I could talk about l- longer than Dick Grayson and Batman is comedy. Yeah. Um, but if you were deciding to do an open mic, here's my advice for you. If you're going to do an open mic for the first time. Um, Leave 9-11 at the door. Yeah, don't along with rape. Don't do any rape jokes. Yeah, uh, don't don't, say, the don't say the n word if you're a white that person includes... or not black at all. Don't do, let's not talk. Even about if Nazis. you have black friends, just don't fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, that's very good advice. Don't say it's your first time and that you're really nervous. They can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, prepare prepare material. Yeah. Don't yeah. just get up on stage and wing it. I so when I I had first heard about Huntsville comedy through like several channels. Um, and then I was like, oh, cool. Maybe one day I'll go to an open mic. And then like fucking six months later. Yeah. When I finally decided what I would talk about at a comedy open mic. Yeah. That's when I went. Yeah. Yeah. I like, absolutely. I knew we were going to get like three to five minutes Mm -hmm. and I absolutely just like had my jokes down. Don't so many people go up there and wing it. And it's not like it's not right. that's a, it's not saying that the, I'm not saying that that's like a bad idea all the time. Yeah. Nor am I saying that like there aren't people who do go up and wing it and don't do great, or like that might be what you're comfortable with, and that's fine. I'd rather you get up and do it than not at all. Yeah. What I am saying is that I think you'll feel a lot better about your set if you've done prepared material. Don't expect to do amazing your first time. Don't get discouraged. A yeah. lot of people just go up and eat shit, and um, you know uh. Watch, pay attention to the light, all right? Yes, The host says you're going to light you in a minute. When you get lit, wrap wrap, it up. Wrap it up. Like, if the host says he's going to light you in a minute and until the end of your set, don't don't be like, awesome, now it's time to do my 30-minute long joke about penises. You got to save that for later. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and that's my advice. If you're going to do comedy for the first time, which I hope you do do, um... Because do do I hope you do. We're it comedians. Because, We're professionals. Uh, <laughs> we have gotten paid to jokes, do comedy. Jokes, 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 jokes. Uh, jokes, jokes no, jokes, I hope jokes. you do comedy because like it's such a it's such a rush and it's just awesome being on stage and a lot of people are nervous or discouraged because it is hard but it's um it's worth it if you work at it you'll get good like yeah. you will probably. I mean that's true for anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every every person that we mentioned on this podcast that we love that does comedy that has albums, Netflix specials sucked at one point. Baggage, oh, they yeah. all sucked at one point. They all sucked, yeah. and they all it, it all took them a while to get where they were. Yeah, like right. I think Kyle Kinane moved to L.A. in like 2002 or something. Yeah, yeah. And then he didn't get a he he recorded his first album in like 2010. Yeah, yeah. something like that. So. Don't get don't get discouraged about you know not doing great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Baron Vaughn just didn't roll off of somebody's dick and get a Netflix yeah. special. And there's a right. lot of there's actually a lot of comedians out there. Like I think in Donald Glover's hour special, yeah, he said something about like there there's something Donald Glover he did a he did stand up comedy for a very short amount of time before he got his filmed hour. Yeah. But he also did a lot of comedy writing and a lot of sketch comedy and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he started out as like a writer on yeah. 30 Rock and SNL and stuff. He 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 like yeah, I mean so, people take so, different paths. Same with John Mulaney. He was a writer too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a lot of comedians get big not because 
they do it for a long some do yeah but then other comedians come through other channels of doing stand-up there's a lot of different venues like um i was actually talking to my dad about this the other day because he's like super supportive but also he wants me to make money yeah he's like have you considered like starting a youtube channel and (laughs) and getting famous that way i'm like dad Yes. I've thought about doing everything. We'll collaborate with uh, your brother. <laughs> uh, Drake, you also need that list of burning centers, apparently. Because uh, Travis is coming after the Koblers, man. Drake, Drake is not going to record me because he does. My brother does not think I'm funny. Which I think is hilarious. Yes, it is pretty good. Yeah, funny. I, if I ever get famous, I expect Drake to just be like, I still don't fucking get it. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, he does not think I'm funny at all. But it's. Whatever, it's fine. I hate, love you, Drake. Whatever. Um, <laughs> love, no. hate, love. <laughs> it's fine. 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 I feel like that third panel <laughs> of "It's Fine" dog is coming around though. Yeah, when he starts to melt. <laughs> um, but yeah. So lots of people, you know, get big in different ways, or it's, or not. It's not even about getting big. It's about making a career, doing what you want to do. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's really about putting in the work. Yeah, it people, absolutely. Like, is. Sometimes they put in the work by giving it to other people. Sometimes they put in the work and then figure out how to perform it themselves. Fifty percent luck, twenty five percent talent, one hundred and three percent people knowing my name. Yeah, basically. I made those percentages up. Did you know that 87% of all statistics and in- I'm kidding. Hey, I didn't realize that George Kobler was here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that my father had come back to life to make... Just kidding. My dad's not dead. Uh, You've already done <laughs> that in the past 48 hours. You make a lot of dad jokes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you, Because dad. of my mom. <laughs> Flipping it. I uh, see. I was the sexist one the whole time. Yep. All right. Travis. Yeah. This episode is called Houses of the Holy. Houses of the Holy. Hit me. Baby, one more time. Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean are gonna... This is not a short description, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. They're gonna um, go to a house, and they're gonna be like... Oh, look at this house. And there's going to be a cross in front of it. And they're going to be like, oh, there must be some holy people living here. (laughs) And that's what they do. Good. What are you guys typing? Y'all are both like (laughs) texting... We're texting each other about that shit. And Ari has, like, got her fucking phone over her head for some reason. Like, she's taking (laughs) selfies or something. What are y'all... What are you doing? Hey, Travis. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's what I was doing. Travis, Ben and I have friends who contact us when they're, you know, when they want to talk, so... when they're they're in trouble. Yeah. Is that what having friends is like? The Dick Grayson signal's up. Nobody wants to talk to me. He doesn't have a signal. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a flash. All the people in the sky. I love the face you just got there. You. Made. <laughs> if Dick Grace isn't around, dicks are hard. They're out and they're hard. If you like a run you can have <laughs> Dicks out for Dick Grayson. All right. Dicks up for Dick Grayson. Let's watch this fucking episode. Yeah, let's do let's it. Let's end this. Please, God. <laughs>
And we're back. Oh, finally. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were actually back or not. We're, we made it. We're here. Yeah, all that Dick Grayson and Baron Vaughn talk. You guys act like I only talk about two things. You do. Shut up. Okay. Uh, Supernatural and Batman. Um, <laughs> guys, uh, we just finished Houses of the Holy. It's a fun episode. What'd you think? It was good. It was good? It was nice. It was cool. Um, a lot of cool stuff going on. I'll just yeah. do a quick sum up and then we'll get into the meat yeah. and Good potatoes of the episode. Yeah, and the little and carrots and side onions. of uh, blanched spinach that nobody eats. I mean, potatoes, like, what? You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so we open on this young woman who is clearly a sinner. Yep. Uh, she's got like fucking ashtrays everywhere and alcohol. So she is not right with the Lord. Nope. And uh, she she basically, like, an earthquake happens in her house only. Yeah, well, she's and this, flipping through a 1956 television. Yeah, well, yeah. She's, she stops on, like, a televangelist, and the televangelist is like, you can be saved, and you can be saved. Everybody's gonna get saved did, for the low, low price of 1995 for 10 months. I did like how the, the cross behind him was the Scientology cross. Did he have the Jesus fish? Yeah, he had the Jesus fish, but he also had the Scientology cross behind him. Mm, he did have the Scientology cross behind him. Because it was like the regular cross, but then an extra X. The supernatural. Guys, figure out your shit. Yeah. Crosses so, are goddamn everywhere. Don't so just cross pick one the up. streams. Um, uh, and she sees this blinding white light, and she kind of smiles. And then we cut to her... In um, a mental institution. She has stabbed somebody because an angel told her to. Sam is kind of like, he's he's kind of buying into this. Like, this woman clearly believes she talked to an angel. Mm -hmm. And she believes that the man he, she killed deserved to die. Yeah. Um. So Sam goes back to Dean, who's not allowed to enter government buildings anymore because of what happened last episode mm -hmm. with Agent Hendrickson, and is like, I don't know, man. She seems to really believe that an angel spoke to her. Like, she got a, sin, a, a the sign in front of this dude's house and stabbed him, and she, like, really, really believes that to be the case. And Dean's like, what the fuckery is this? What the fuck is happening in this day? Yeah. Like, angels are not real. At all. And yeah. Sam's like, really? You've seen everything we've seen and you don't think, like, angels are off the list? Like, you you believe in a bugabear, but angels are off the goddamn mm -hmm. list? What the fuck? Like, ha why? How? And Dean, and Dean, Dean, who is a fucking legend, <laughs> is just like, I don't know, I gotta see it to believe it, man. You think unicorns exist too? And Sam's like, unicorns don't exist? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, so they go to the first murder victim. His name's Carl Gully. They go to his house and they're kind of searching around. They can't find anything too suspicious. And then Sam remembers that Gloria, who's the first woman's name, ironically, um, said that he was guilty down to his foundations. And so they go into the cellar and they find a dead body yeah. buried in the foundations of his house. So whoever the angel or what other thing it could be is going around and pointing out guilty people yeah. and being like, hey, 
murder this dude. Uh, while they're researching, like, what Carl could have done, mm -hmm. another person gets murdered mm -hmm. by somebody who said an angel came to them. And, again, the murderer is somebody who is, like, uh, for a religious person on the wrong path. They're drunk. Um, yeah. They have Sin Magazine in their house. Um, so they visit. Um, it turns out that the second murder victim, the first murder victim, second murder victim, by the way, was a guy who was about to go visit a 13-year-old girl for nasty reasons. Yeah. Um, both They both went to the same church. So they go to visit this church and meet the world's coolest priest, yeah. Father Reynolds, who can see through their act immediately, but is so into saving souls that he's just like, fuck it, please come back. Yeah. And he it tells them that the, uh, another pastor at the, or another priest of the church, Father Gregory, was actually shot and killed on the steps of the church two months ago when these murders started. Yeah. So Dean's like, oh, okay. So it's an, it's a vengeful spirit. And Sam is still on this angel kick. Yeah. Because Father Reynolds has been praying for guidance. He's convinced that this is an avenging angel. Dean is Dean is flabbergasted by this. He's like, but why? But how? Yeah. Like we, what? How can you see what we've seen and believe in, in in God and angels? And Sam's like, I don't know. I do. I pray to them every day. And Dean then is just pops down the problem of evil. He counters with problem of evil. Yeah. Um. Because guess who else believed in angels? Mom. <laughs> and they didn't save her. Sam gets visited by. The, the angel. angel and tells him to kill a man who hasn't done anything wrong yet, mm -hmm, but, but will. is going to. He's gonna. And Sam, at this point in the episode, is just kind of like, maybe this, maybe this is God's will. Yeah. Maybe we should just leave town. And Dean's like, no, man. Mm. No, the fuck we shouldn't. So Dean says, okay, if it is Father uh, Gregory, we can summon him with a seance. And if... If it's him, he'll come to us. Yeah. And if it's not, then it is an angel. And then it is an angel, and we'll deal with that fuckaroo when we get there. Mm -hmm. So Dean and Sam go to pick up their supplies for a janky ritual, a janky seance. <laughs> uh, Sam actually says, we've done some pretty fucked up shit with our rituals before, but I don't think we've ever gone as ghetto as this. Yeah. Like, they've got a SpongeBob placemat instead of an altar. <laughs> altar, whatever it's called. Sheath. Sometimes you gotta make do. Yeah, you gotta fucking you gotta pick up that shit where you can, man. Yeah. Um, what if are they gonna do? Get it from the church they're at, please. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't, it's not a real seance. If you steal all the stuff, you gotta buy it proper. You gotta. Yeah. That's what God wants. Yeah. Um, it's gonna add to the uh, misguided, angry spirit. Right. And uh, while they're out buying the stuff for the ritual, Sam gets the sign. He sees the guy who is going to do something wrong. So Dean is like, okay, we're going to follow him. We're going to stop him. Sam tries to get in with Dean and Dean's like, absolutely not. You go do the seance in the church. I'll follow this guy. So um, Sam does the seance and he, he gets caught by Father Reynolds. But right before he gets shepherded out of church, shepherded, get it? Yeah, well, yeah. Clever. Father Gregory appears. Yes. And in a scene we haven't seen before, Sam and Father Reynolds talk Father Gregory down. Yeah. They 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 reason him, mm -hmm. get it? In into uh moving on. Which was very refreshing. It was nice 
It was nice that it wasn't like a super violent burning yeah, whatever like, to get rid of the ghosts. Yeah, that that felt good. And it was like Father Gregory, whose name is Thomas, but Thomas Gregory, I'll get whatever. We'll call him Tommy from now on. Um, Father Tommy. He he gets, Reynolds does his last rites and he like vanishes and golden light, like it's a very peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the feeling that wherever Father Gregory goes, he's at peace. Yeah. Um. And he and you know he was targeting people who were murderers or about to be murderers mm-hmm. or rapists or about to be rapists. Um. They're definitely asshole victims, so you have a hard time really condemning the guy. Yeah. Even though Father Reynolds and Sam both rightly do. Yeah, they're like, hey, you are still like getting. Other people locked up. Yeah, for you're making doing other this. people murderers. Yeah, this isn't this isn't justice. This is vengeance. Mm-hmm. That's not right. And um, Father Gregory sees reason and and allows the last rites to be uh, put on him. Meanwhile, while that's going on. Dean's following the, the guy that Sam is supposed the guy to be Sam saw. Turns out he's on a date. He picks up this young woman, and they drive. Dean loses sight of him, but he catches him just in time because. Because he pulls into an alley and he is about to like murderize, murderize. He's gonna murderize with fries that lady (laughs) with a box cutter, uh, which not my first choice for a murder weapon. But I mean, on a budget, you do what you can. Yeah, had to spend money on those fucking flowers. I'm so confused by the motives of this guy, but we'll get into that. It was his first time. Yeah, I've never done this. I've never done this before. This is my first time. I've never done this before, and I was like, "What? Never been on a date? Me neither, dude." But I've never like slapped and pulled a box cutter out on a lady. Oh, he goes hard. You know the meme of like an instructions instructions unclear got my dick stuck in a ceiling fan. Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) I feel like this guy would actually get his dick stuck. It's it's like he it's like he he tried to roll twenty and instead rolled a one. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) roll one to go on a roll to go on a date. You rolled a one. You accidentally. Murdered her. <laughs> yeah, you, you instead hit her and attempted murder oh with office God. supplies, and, and then died yourself. Roll for damage, bitch. Yeah. So there's yeah there's this cool chase scene, and they're all like Dean's chasing him to try to get him, and then the dude comes to his end because this um he's like blasting through an intersection, and this like utility truck like this swerves. utility truck traveling at I guess eight like, p.m. Yeah. Um. Has a single steel pole in yeah. the back of his truck. And he, like, just whips around, out. and the pole flies out and impales the dude through the heart. Yeah. In the crown, Vic. Uh-huh. Um, so, the young woman saved. The guy who's about to be a murderer is dead. Is murdered. Um, is murderized with fries. Um, and Dean goes back to the motel that he and Sam are at. And Sam just has a moment where he's like, you were totally right. I wanted so hard to believe in angels and God, because if I can believe in angels, then maybe I can be saved one day. Right. Like it goes back to this, the shadowy, possibly evil right. destiny Sam has, you know, like maybe, maybe if, if angels exist, then all this praying I've been doing for safety and peace and support Hasn't been for naught. Mm-hmm. And Dean, in a way, trying a, to comfort him, I guess. Yeah. And also just explain the craziness he saw is, is, he saw that night is goes, you know, you I, might not be totally off the mark. Yeah. Because the man I was following is dead. 
And the way he died, I can't describe it as anything other than God's will. Yeah. And the episode fucking ends. Well, not knocking on heaven's door's plan. Knocking yeah. on heaven's door plays. Feels very appropriate. Da-da-da! Yeah. So, first thing about this episode right off the bat is this girl that was, like, flipping through channels with this, like, janky... The, Gloria, the first... The murderer? Yeah, and, and like, I wish that remote still made click noises. Like, you've probably heard old people refer to remotes as clickers because mm-hmm. they used to, like, click. Yeah. They used to go... Hey, kids, guess what remotes used to do? Yeah. And uh, I really wish that they still did. Even, like, you know how people, like, go into, like, buying me. I've got a mechanical keyboard. Because they're, like, clicky and they're fun. I really want, like, mechanical remotes back. There's, you know, I think there go, are, like, classic uh, versions of universal remotes. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. You I know, like, they have, some. like, uh, old-type rotary phones for landlines these yeah. days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. This is a good episode for, like, wasn't it wacky back then? Here's the wacky, crazy, like, technology and things are so different. Uh, nostalgia things for me. Number one, Gloria the murderer. Yeah. Um, I used to have that exact outfit that was, like, my slutty outfit. Oh, really? She is wearing a denim miniskirt, <laughs> a t-shirt, but it's, like, it's like a big scoop cut. It's like a big, yeah, like a deep V-neck with a lacy blue bra showing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she's, she's like, got a smoky eye going. Oh, yeah. That, that is, I feel like, a very, like... Cliche slutty look. But, but specifically for the, for the early 2000s. And her hair was yeah. curly, too. Yeah. I actually have another note about that. <laughs> this is a true thing that I have seen in multiple Christian movies. Sluts you know a hair. young no. You know a young woman has turned to God because her hair goes from curly to straight. Oh my I god! I am not kidding. What? Like I can think of like three different Christian movies where that happens. Jesus. Yeah, which is a crazy phenomenon. Like, is that a is that a thing in the pulpit? Pop- are there no curly haired Christians? Is that a thing in the popular culture? I, I'm just not aware of. I think it's a weird thing because like, there's a lot of people that is that associate like having that super curly hair as having it dirty kind of goes back to a bit of a racist thing um where like the super curly unkempt hair is not good i also and so when they go to having straight hair means they're actually like brushing and taking care of it and doing that which is not true but yeah i also think i think it can be a little bit of a um actually kind of the opposite of what you were saying where like Curly hair or styled hair means you put effort into it, which means you care about the way you look. Right. Right? And, you know, Christian women, blah, 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 materialism, blah, blah, blah. So, like, it could be like a, you're trying to look pretty and attract men when really you should be attracting God. I gotcha. But no, with this this girl's hair, you could tell that it was, like, naturally curly, though. Yeah, 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 that's true. Like, I don't know. I just it's don't understand weird. why that's like a weird like why is that a thing why why does that happen? Maybe uh, the angel scared the curls out of her hair. Yeah, ha! maybe angels are terrifying. <laughs> um, and then another crazy like kid back in the day, um, the second murder victim, uh, Frank is his name. Mm. He 
it turns out his big sin was he was about to meet up with a 13 year old girl who he met in a chat room yeah which not saying that doesn't happen not saying that didn't happen but do you remember when your parents used to be oh, like, yeah, if you share any thing. personal information, mm-hmm. this guy, you'll meet up with this old man and he will kill you. I mean, how long did Dateline NBC last? Mm. Uh, up until... <laughs> I mean, like that... I didn't, that was... I didn't watch Dateline NBC because I was too busy talking to people on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> Getting murderized too. with fries. Me too. <laughs> I was busy role-playing on the internet with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, like... Like, that doesn't seem to be talked about today. Yeah. Especially since nowadays on Facebook, I'm like, oh, you're going to, you want to argue about this in person with me? Well, here's my address and my phone number yeah. and my blood type and my social security number. That is Have such, fun, asshole. That is such the craziest thing about what the internet has become. It's like, mm-hmm. don't let anyone know who you are, what you're doing, don't or where put you a, are. Don't post any pictures of yourself on the internet. Yeah, and now it's like, I'm at... Five guys with all of my friends yeah. in three states away. Go rob my house. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, here's where I work. Find, here's a reliable way to find me all the time. Yeah. Um, That's why I never post vacation pictures until I'm done with the vacation. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, Tech tips with short descriptions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, the last, like, <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> insane, um, is that Dean... Has to ask the girl who's almost murdered. Yeah, Dean has to ask her if she has a cell phone. Yeah, because not everyone just has cell phones. Right. In two thousand seven, <laughs> that was crazy. Do you have a cell phone? Oh, you mean this brick in my hand? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that to build my house later. <laughs> so yeah, uh, good episode for like the wacky and weird shit that happens. Yeah, everything is crazy. Um. My second note was, uh, why can't God just kill these people himself? Yeah, he's busy. Yeah. Just like Gloria said. Is he God that can't, busy? God, God can't too... be making house calls. So he's going to make a murder out of somebody else like a yeah. dick? Yeah. He's way too busy burying dinosaur bones. <laughs> <laughs> to tempt good Christians. To, 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 to test to, uh, our faith. To test our faith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a good prankster guy. Oh, God. I See, I have future <laughs> vision, so bonus. I know what happens. But, like, <laughs> if God had actually... God's already kind of a dick in their show. But if God had actually, yeah, no like, uh, if the, God was behind this, I'd just been like, oh, God's a huge fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, just do, get your angels to do your dirty business or do it yourself. For real. Like, fuck. You're going to kill these people. Give them cancer like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, shit. Yeah. Um, the motel that they stay in, that Dean and, and it Sam stay is it's a sex It's just motel. a sex motel. It's a sex There's motel. There's, like, sexy pictures on the wall. Yeah, there's like pinup, like like uh, like you know those silhouettes. trucker flaps, yeah, mm-hmm. with like the girls on them. That is the decoration. Yeah, uh, this and is, the, one of the beds is a massage bed. This is the episode where we find out that Dean likes magic fingers, which is going to come back. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh god, that's a little running gag. I pulled up some trivia. Hit me uh, with your best shot. On the show, it says that it was uh, "Hair of the Dog" by Nazareth that was playing. Yeah. In actuality, it wasn't. Uh, it was No Quarter was playing when, like, the scene while he's, like, listening to it in the Magic Was it No Quarter? That's what the trivia is saying, and I want to go with that because it's funny because he runs out of quarters. Oh, oh that's true. That yeah. is funny. Well, it must have been, like, the really intense part of No Quarter because yeah. No Quarter is, like... Yeah. Dean can't get a quarter to save his goddamn life. Yeah. <laughs> he runs I mean, out of quarters and he just want he just wants to get on that bed so fucking bad. Yeah. They even went to a convenience store. To a guy 
goddamn bodega. Yeah. yeah. They could have gotten some quarters. You know, I've... and maybe a, like an ounce too. <laughs> <laughs> when uh when they walked <laughs> when they walked out of the convenience store with all the stuff. Most for the unrealistic part of this episode. They did, they went to a convenience store and they weren't offered drugs. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, when they were walking out with a bag, I wanted to be like, hey, what do y'all got in your bag? 35 milliliters of water, 20 kilograms of carbon, 4 liters of ammonia, you know, 15 other trace elements. (laughs) Then they would have had proof that God exists. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I can't believe, I mean, I can believe, but I am like, just, just, I, God, I love Dean so much. What a fucking rock star to have met multiple ghosts, yeah. which would at least imply that the afterlife exists uh-huh. and still just be like, I am a hardcore atheist. For real. To the point that when my brother, my flesh and blood admits to me that he prays every day, I'm going to act like Miss Ari Kobler does yeah. when she meets a stranger who says that. Like, the way... So, Sam says, like, oh, yeah, I pray every day. And Dean acts exactly like I do, Hmm? which is, oh, Ah. (laughs) cool. Okay. All right. Just, like, you can't say anything, like, as polite as you possibly can be without being, like, good. Good. Uh, This episode... I I was, like, ah, feeling me some Dean in this episode because... (laughs) Because I am a heathen. I'm a dirty, dirty yeah. heathen. Uh, yeah, speaking of heathens, here's some factual errors. Ooh. Ooh. There's only one. Uh, wormwood looks nothing like the plant that Brothers Frank. Yeah, I was going to say, that wormwood isn't like, a, it's not a vine like yeah, it's, that. It's not a wall climbing plant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, the Catholic church they go to should have been on r slash evil buildings. Yeah. Because like there's this giant like pan, like landscape shot of the church and is just like, wow, that's an evil building, but it is a Catholic church. So, um, I expected Quasimodo to like jump down and be like, Oh, Hey guys. Yeah. I wrote down, I don't like Sam this episode. Oh No. Uh, it's not that I don't like him. Like, I don't hate the character now. I still, he's still probably one of my favorites in the show. Right. Probably one of my favorites. He might, I don't know. There's only three main uh, characters. He might be one of He might make the list. No, <laughs> um, no he definitely does. Cause I really do like his story. Um, but anytime, anytime somebody's like, oh yeah, maybe we should let this person die for something they haven't done yet because God wills it. I'm just like, yeah. Ooh, that is That's morally pretty iffy. Like, I understand he's going through a stressful time right now. Mm. He's super stressed out. He's worried he's going to turn evil or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like, you can't kill people for thought crimes. You just, yeah. It's just rude. Yeah. It's just impolite. That's the ultimate form of privacy. Uh, privacy, like, violation. Yeah, violation of privacy. Yeah. Because, like, what's more personal than your inner thoughts? Yeah. Like, it's not a conspiracy to commit murder if you think about doing it. It's conspiracy to commit murder if you talk about doing it with other people. Or when you make yeah. a plan. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. make a, when you make a plan, that's a conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, sure, you can, like, 
Which well, still wouldn't, e- even by our laws in this country, still wouldn't warrant a death sentence. Yeah, no. Right. First degree murder is that you plan it out and commit it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The, the, if this guy had, you know, like, made a plan and been caught by the police, he wouldn't have been killed. That yeah. is totally fine if he was arrested for that. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, I mean, it'd be totally, like, uh, you know, I, the thing that... The thing that really shitty about the about Father Gregory, for example, with the case of the first guy who got killed, who we saw got killed, mm. um, there's no those the people who he buried in his basement disappeared. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like he's never going to kill again. Awesome, great. But he never got caught. He never got caught. So we don't like those women. Nobody knows what happened to them. Mm-hmm. There's no peace for the families. There's no justice. That's a big thing in this episode is justice versus vengeance. And um, I think, uh, you know, Father Gregory does not um, get justice, I don't think. Because justice implies that there's some sort of my perfect justice is like peace for the for the people who were wronged mm-hmm. and that's not going to happen maybe father gregory was so inclined to be so so vigilant with vigilante justice right because he never got justice for his shitty name yeah thomas gregory <laughs> that's a dumbass that's i thought you were going to say first of all two first names yeah. iffy hmm? yeah. it can be done but it, two first names iffy yeah. he's no ricky bobby <laughs> sure he's no uh tom hand yeah yeah i have several friends named hand hmm? uh, <laughs> um sorry tom uh um I expected hand. you to say not vengeance for the awful name, but vengeance for the fact that he was murdered on his church steps, maybe? Yeah. A little bit? Why was he shot, though? Because it was a rough neighborhood. It was a rough neighborhood. It's because he it. had a shitty name. It's because they were trying to steal his car. Yeah. Watch the episode, Ben. He's, no, I'm just kidding. He's a priest. Why is he driving? I know, right? He is not driving. It's a not good a car. mega church. It's an evil church. I'll give you that. Yeah. It's not a mega church. I have to say, Father Reynolds is shaping up to be in the um, favorite, you know, one-time woman contest. Yeah. yeah. He was good. He's he's definitely on the, in the running. He walked up and he was like, "May I offer you an egg in this trying time?" What? Because his name is Reynolds. Yeah. Frank Reynolds. Frank Reynolds. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's character. That's the line Danny DeVito says. In, oh! In it's always funny. It looked like, he looked like he had a rum ham soaking in the fridge. Yeah. He, he, he looks like he said, oh, I dropped my monster condom from my magnum dog. <laughs> Look, it takes... It takes a special kind of person to be introduced to the concept of ghosts and just fucking roll with it. Yeah. To the point where you save the goddamn day. Yeah. For real. He did it. He, he He's the true hero of this yeah. episode. Reynolds like, I really liked Father Reynolds, y'all. He, he was the cliche Irish Catholic priest. Like, he probably, like, moonlights as an exorcist at least one weekend a month. And you know what? Good for fucking him. All he, right? Those he needs evil... the extra work. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Because he wasn't like a seance. Get What the fuck is that? He was like, a seance? Why are you doing this here? In yeah. the house of God. <laughs> yeah, he says, this is a this is a holy, this is the house of the holy. Yeah. Hey, You know, the Led Zeppelin album. End credits. 
Um, or roll credits. I just, I want to make like cuts of supernatural where anytime they say the word supernatural, it's just like, but that's supernatural. And then it just rolls credits. I really want you to super cut, <laughs> like, like split the word between like somebody saying super and natural and make it like two completely different scenes. Okay. There's an episode later <laughs> in the series. Do you know what I'm about to say? I know what you're about to There's say. an episode later in the series where some shenanigans happen and basically the, you know, Sam and Dean don't know they're hunters mm-hmm. and they run into some supernatural oh. bullshit. And Sam says, this is something not natural is going on. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is very much a Sam, you had one job moment. <laughs> and, uh, that's a. Uh, I think you should do that video where every time they say supernatural, and then it's like a bonus. Yeah. Put in that line, please. <laughs> oh, um, I. Uh, what if the guy who we never got his name, the the near murderer. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna call him. I'm I'm gonna call him Dane Cook because he kind of looked like <laughs> Dane Cook. You no, know, I don't know. Dane I don't Cook? think so. Okay. What was the? Let me see. All dark hair men look alike to me. Um, That's racist. All dark white hair white men look alike to me. That's even more racist. I'm all right with that. Um, now, his name was uh, Sean Rogerson. He was the male attacker. Sean Rogerson. Yeah, that was that's, the that's, that's the actor's name. That's the actor's name. Oh God, that's even. That's worse hey, than Thomas his, his character doesn't have a name. Make up a fake name. Uh, Shonda Rogerson. Rogerson. <laughs> <laughs> his character's name is Male Attacker. Okay. Jesus. The, even worse, the actress that was being almost box cuttered to death. Uh-huh. Female attacked? No, female victim. Victim. Oh, God. You gotta know Brent, you're in, Brent. you gotta know you're in for a good time and you're auditioning for the role of female victim. <laughs> You were in for a ride. Yeah, I feel like you gotta have a fetish to want to audition for that. She looks like she's into some weird stuff. Uh, the televangelist. Oh my god! The televangelist. She is a young woman trying to get some work. Yeah, exactly. But uh, ah! <laughs> rude. Jesus. That went exactly how I wanted it to. Uh, the televangelist, the actor that plays his uh-huh. plays it, Brent Fiddler. Brit. Brent Fiddler is a terrible name for any person working in the religious religious industry. Oh, it's a great Fiddler. name. I Fiddler. Get it. Fiddler. Yeah. Fiddler. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh. Well, Mr. Rogerson, uh, what if... Will you be my neighbor? What if, no, what if, because he used box cutters to stab people. <laughs> um, what if his sin had been going to use a condom? I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Like, what if that had been... What if Father Gregory just doesn't, like, get nuance, and so he's like, Mur- all sins are equal. Murdering three women and using condoms. Same level. Mm-hmm. That would have been amazing. Look, I would have bought every super every season of Supernatural, <laughs> including, like, merch and f- a fucking hug from both Sam and Dean. Like, just... I would have... If that had happened... I would have died. You know they should just straight up hug people at conventions, right? Yeah, that, that's have, what they do. They I do meet and greet. I would have paid yeah. them and for they're a They're adorable and I know, awesome. I know a handful of people that yeah. have gone to do that. Scott's sister's actually met Mark Pellegrino. That's awesome. <laughs> and apparently they met at a bar and he paid for their tab. Whoa! For him or his, his, yeah. 
Mark Pellegrino, pretty cool dude. Pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool guy. Pretty cool guy. Mark, if you ever want to be on the podcast, hit us up. <laughs> he's, he's busy. He's, Is he busy? He's busy being in every television show that exists. <laughs> he's busy being a person who's died and then reincarnated later. <laughs> he's busy. He's he's kind of he's kind of be somebody who's died and then reappeared in another form to a character on the show. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, I cannot wait till we get to him. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop. I'm sorry. Um, this, at the very beginning of this episode, so because I know, like, a little bit about what happened. Yeah, you going. know, like, angels don't get introduced until <laughs> season four. But so, Dean was like, I've never met an angel, and I was like, you got something coming for you, Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down, we're well, gonna be Bruce. fucking one in a couple seasons, so Hey-o. get ready for that. Um... Can we talk about like every time? I don't think Ben ever saw me do this, but every time somebody in the episode was like, Yes, that's the Archangel Michael, who's a super chill dude. Yeah. Just super nice. All angels. I love them. They're great. Every time something like that happened, I turned to Ben and was like, Eh? 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 Uh, um, look at the warning spoilers, but don't read them aloud. Well, there you fucking go. Yeah. And that's Cut that part how out. the sausage oh, okay. was made. Um, uh, I also enjoyed the cinematography in this episode. Yeah, it was real good. They uh, pulled out all the stops. Good. Yeah. They did some cool job. stuff. Yeah. Um, I particularly like in the last scene when Sam and Dean have their heart to heart. And, uh, you know, the, the Manx is ratcheted up and they're crying tears. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, enjoyed the shot made it look like Sam was on his knees. Yeah. Um, which I thought was very appropriate. Yeah, Sam was like on a lower position than Dean. Yeah. There was a he's lot in of... a submissive position. He's like well, he's doing the... his make culpa. Mm-hmm. Don't say what you're about to say. What? I don't know, but don't do it. <laughs> you do say that he is um, he is written female. That's true. Oh, that's what you were about to say. I'll yeah. take it back. You can continue. Yeah, that, I mean, that's <laughs> the whole right idea. I mean, that's how it fits. Um, you know. It does. Yeah. Sam, I think, has a very, like, uh, I've talked about this before, but Sam has a very um, feminine aspects. He is written yeah. extremely femme. He's, he's written pretty, uh, and not feminine like he's girly. Feminine, as but in like, he hits the beats yeah, that women Yeah, he hits all, a lot get. of those feminine tropes. Yeah, like yeah. A lo- the beats that women get in stories, he hits those. Um, and and actually, I mean, the stereotype is women are more religious than men. Yeah. So, Sam's... But I, I don't think they were thinking about necessarily... I don't think they were thinking about any of this. No. Yeah, I think... No, it, that, I, I could tell that that has, like, longer-reaching plans. Yeah, there's a... It's... Hmm? It's a lot of death of the author stuff that we go into on this it's show. It's uh, some irony. Yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah. Um, can we talk about that final destination death? Yeah, that the was The final good. destination. Oh. Uh, so, Mr. Rogerson. Uh, Travis has already talked about it. Yeah, he gets impaled by a giant pole. Yeah. It's, and it was it was very Final Destination. The pole even like came at the screen. Like it, if it had been in three D, everyone would go like ah, there would be popcorn everywhere. <laughs> Do you remember that from like 
back when 3D was 3D, first introduced. Yeah, like yeah. 3D movie trailers where like something would reach out in the screen and then it like people would scream. It would show a shot ah! of people like screaming and someone would like jerk off and their popcorn would fly up. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. Don't. It's so extra. It's fucking vaulting. And there'd be like people fucking reaching out. There was something I can't remember if it was like a, a special TV show or a movie that came with fucking smellovision cards. Oh yeah, you had to go get your smellovision. Oh, card, I remember that. And it was like scratch off number one, smell it for to get this thing. Man, it, uh, interactive media is weird. It is, especially in the late, well, the mid two thousands. Yeah. Do you remember in kids movies where they used to be like, okay, kids, put on your three D glasses. Yeah. Now take them off. Yeah, put on your 3D glasses now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I've, like, back when I went to Universal Studios, I went on a couple of those, like, 4D rides. Those uh, are strange. Where, like, the seats move and the, like, water sprays at you and stuff. I thought the fourth dimension was smell. That's a bad, that's a bad reference. It's time. Anyway. Time for what? Is it time to stop? It's, it's time, time for the fourth dimension. Yeah. <laughs> I saw like Shrek Three was once advertised as being in 4D, and I was no, like, no, that's that's one of the uh, Universal rides. Is it's a 4D Shrek movie? Oh, but it's only it's like well, a, true. I mean, I feel it's like, like a 35 minute short or something. They actually released it like on DVD as its own thing, and they turned it into a 4D ride. Do you think strip clubs ever considered advertising as 4D? I think they consider oh. advertising as 40 double Ds. Oh. <laughs> Boom, bitch! Here we are. Wah, wah, wah. Boom, here we are. Um, yeah, so overall, I really fucking like this episode. This is a really good episode. This is a really good... I can, Okay, can I just say, I appreciate that we get a ghost who's not a total fucking dick. Yeah. Actually, I just appreciate that we get any sort of supernatural creature that's not just an asshole. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Because that's very... that's It's rare. Few. And it's... When they do it, it's done well and I enjoy it. Yeah. Few and far between. We've already because gotten it once this season. Like, this season's really expanding the definition of, like, what a supernatural creature can be. Mm-hmm. They don't all have to be evil dicks. Yeah. My only qualm with this episode that it, it just falls back on and it's a solid thing to fall back on but it's used too much nah that the ultimate the true monster is man oh yeah 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 it is it is uh, another one of those like ah but isn't it true that man is the real monster Mm -hmm. um yeah 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 I mean, what else can you go with? I mean, you can't be like, oh, the, that puppy, it's thinking about killing that baby with cancer. You just can't do that. <laughs> uh, but isn't it true that ma- that puppies are the real monster? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that puppy is going to kill the baby that has cancer. I'm going to say the puppy is going to use cancer to kill that baby. I, I, I think I, uh, down. I think I think that's kind of inherent in a lot of, like, monster-based fantasy and sci-fi. Right, especially when you want to add some dimension. Like, um, yeah. I, I actually just finished watching the Super Best Friends playthrough of Nier. 
Ooh. And so, did you watch it? Yes. Yeah, so spoilers for the original Nier. Yeah, like, it's if you like, haven't played it now, you're not going to play it. When you, yeah, if you haven't played it now, you're either not going to play it or you should at least watch it. Yeah. But, like, that, the, when they, <laughs> when they start doing ending B. Oh, yeah. And you, like, run through the whole second part of the game as just this incredibly ferocious monster. Yeah. Like, destroying shades and taking names. But then it, you're like, oh, I just totally interrupted all these, like, innocent basically human lives and they're like oh fuck to backtrack a bit near is this japanese game that has like what 30 endings no uh, four okay but it some of them are a little bit harder than others yeah because the there's a b c and d and to get c and d you have to collect every weapon in the game god damn yeah and there's like what 30 of them i don't there's, know there's a lot yeah uh, but basically, you find out that you go through the game killing a bunch of monsters, and then you find out that, that you were the true monster because all those monsters are actually just cool. Yeah, most Pretty of them. Much. Most of them are innocent. Yeah. It's an it's a I am legend situation. Basically, yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert for I am legend. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually am. I, I'm. I just want there to be like a variety of characters yeah. and I want them to have interesting powers and, you know, dealios. So yeah. I don't mind a little bit of like, uh, man is the true monsterness because I know that's a really common way to do it. It's yeah. really common, but there's multiple ways to do it. There's multiple ways to do it. And like, you can, you can keep it pretty fresh, yeah. especially if you write characters who like ultimately fight for good, but are still, Flawed. Flawed or immoral in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more annoyed by the fact that it is yet another fucking ghost episode. I'm yeah. glad they went in a different direction, but it's still a god it's still a goddamn ghost. I think they were throwing a red herring. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think we haven't really gotten there yet, and I think Well, is this also like foreshadowing for angels in the future? It's You have yes. no goddamn idea, yeah. sir. It's, I mean, like, yeah, I don't mean that in like you are way off base. I know oh, I'm you actually have, right about that. You have no fucking idea oh. how much foreshadowing went into this episode. Oh, yeah. Like about the, a year and a half from now, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, when we're watching season 12, you're going to think back to this episode and be oh, like, fuck. holy fuck, uh-huh. 10 seasons ago. Damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say that, um, that's not even like, uh, over exaggeration. Damn. Yeah, that sounds yeah. pretty accurate. Um, it's a very, uh, um, like, they're about, okay, so Supernatural gets very religious. Yeah. Not in a, I mean, in like, we're trying to, to convert yeah. you. In a, we're about to explore Christian, Christian mythology yeah. sort of well, way. Well, I know there's a whole thing with, like, Cain and the <laughs> blade. But even before that. Oh, really? And so... They're about to start focusing on the demon aspect, and then it's mm-hmm. a short trip from demons into of course. angels. <laughs> and I think they kind of have to set that up. And also they're setting up a dynamic that's just going to run through the show a little bit further, which is Sam has faith yeah, and ultimately believes in like a higher good power, and Dean, and does, Dean not. does not. Um, and he uses the power, the problem of evil to exemplify this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem of evil, exactly what it sounds like. Uh, Evil's a problem. Yeah. Bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. Why the fuckery does that happen? If there was a good God, 
slash an all-powerful god, he wouldn't let it happen. There, I just summed up the power of evil for you. And uh, people argue about this, uh, and Sam actually brought up a counter-argument to the power of evil, problem of evil, which is um, God's morality is so different from our own that we can't understand his plan. Yeah. Which is a very common, like... Father Gregory brought it up, too. Oh, you're no, you're. It yeah, wasn't Sam. It was Father Gregory. He was like the um, like God's morality and man's morality is so different that you wouldn't even understand. Yeah, which is a again a very like you hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it sounds about right. Sounds about, sounds about right. right. Uh, so yeah. You want to talk about some angels? Yeah. Some What's fake the deal? angels. What's the deal with that. I actually couldn't find much, mostly because I didn't really know what to like yeah, search for. Like fake angels. Like I looked up evil angels and I came to a, I got to a porn site, which <laughs> felt a little ridiculous because I thought I would have at least gotten to Lucifer first. But what the yeah, fuck ever, you know. Um, but uh, it's not like fake angels haven't been appearing in uh, media before. We see tons of people sort of. Uh, you know, convinced to do evil by a pretty face or somebody who seems like they're good. Mm -hmm. We see that in real life, uh, with actual religion. Um, and we see that in real life with legitimately good ideas. Um, uh, but you, you, uh, Hamlet has a bit of this, um, Hamlet, uh, after he meets his dead daddy, who his dead dad is like, go, Kill your fucking uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, the ultimate deadbeat dead. Says, uh, mm-hmm. maybe the devil and the devil have power to assume a pleasing shape. Yea, and perhaps out of my weakness and my melancholy, as he is very potent with such spirits, abuses me to damn me. So it's not, we've seen in literature before, like people, you know, these, these, these uh, creatures will appear and they will try to tempt people into doing wickedness mm-hmm. by appearing as somebody beautiful or with a good idea. Right. Um, we see that, uh, in a lot of, um, uh, you know, old timey, like plays like Dr. Faustus. Mm -hmm. Um, we see that basically any character that hits the, like, uh, the ends justify the means. Right. Usually they may be, they haven't been tempted, but they kind of get into the same vein as this, right? Yes. I murdered 10 billion people, but it was worth it because now, you know, 10 trillion people get to live. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> to go back to near. Yeah. I murdered all these people, but I got my daughter back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, this, there's a star Trek episode which also has a lot of uh, Hamlet references in it called yeah. Conscious of a King, mm-hmm. where we find out that Kirk, um, in his past, was on a colony uh, that had a, uh, you know, a space colony that had a food shortage problem. Mm-hmm. And the governor who was running the co- colony, named Governor Kodos, um, killed four million people to save the rest of the colonists. Right. So... You know, we we get that kind of like, hey, this is a good idea, but the means with which you're doing it are bad. Right. Um, it recently in Black Panther, the main villain in Black Panther kind of, you know, falls into that. Mm-hmm. It's awesome that you want to, you know, 
liberate these previously oppressed groups, Eric Killmonger, but maybe murderizing with fries everybody shouldn't be the way to do it. Maybe if your name wasn't Killmonger, you'd do something better. It it was a nickname. But Um, yeah, don't name your kids Killmonger. (laughs) But, uh, and same with the villain in the first, um, fucking movie. Uh, there's a really excellent, um, in, uh, American Gods, Mr. Wednesday has a quote where he said, um, where he says, everybody who wear, it's, I'm misquoting, but, um, the people who wear white hats and the people who wear, who wear black hats all think they're wearing white hats. Right. Like, truly evil people typically don't think they're evil. Mm-hmm. Even Hitler probably wasn't twirling his tiny, stupid mustache. He wasn't going, ha Yeah, and, 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 and trying to be the biggest dick yeah. he could. I mean, probably. I don't fucking know. Um, but in some ways, he was like, yeah, this is this is the right thing to do. This is, yes. Uh, we also get a, a little bit of uh, false prophets. Yeah. With this, which have appeared several times in your major Abraham. Oh, Kingsman. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Valentine and Kingsman. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. His whole thing is he wants to stop global warming. Mm -hmm. But to do that, he wants to kill all the poor people. Two thirds of the population. Right. All the poor people. All the poor people. You always run into something like that. You know what I mean? In your grand murder plots. Mm -hmm. It's always like. And I'm going to do it by killing all the gays. Like, stop. <laughs> that, you, that's where you're running into your problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we also get, like, a bit of a false prophets. False prophets of, often present a good front while leading people to evil. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go into a rambling conversation about cults. Don't, don't go into a rambling conversation about don't cults. Uh, but, yeah, cults also get this, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's it sounds utopia sounds so good. It does. It does. But where who 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 runs it? Who gets to decide what paradise we go into? Exactly. Yeah. And who gets left out of paradise? Uh, can we take a tangent for a second? Sure. Have uh, y'all ever seen the film Ten Things I Hate About You? Yes. Uh, do you remember the Italian-looking guy that pays Heath Ledger to date? Yes. Uh, Guess what he's doing now? What? Is it porn? No. Bad Christian movies? No. Is he a leader of a cult? Yes, he is. What? Yep. No. (laughs) Google that shit. It's real, No. I'll Google it later. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, to quote one of the greatest movies of all time, The Emperor's New Groove, often the devil on your shoulder appears saying, don't listen to that guy. He's trying to lead you down the path of righteousness. Yeah. I'm going to lead you down the path that rocks. <laughs> Did you look up that quote just now? It's on the Good Angel, Bad Angel page of oh, tropes.org. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the it's the page quote. I'm going to lead you down the path that rocks. I'm going to lead you down the path that rocks. <sighs> so, yeah, short freak of the week, um, but pretty interesting stuff. What, oh, was, that, what was that website you I, wound up yeah, on? Yeah, I was about to bring that up. I will say <laughs> this. If you are wondering, if you were ever visited by an angel trying to discern whether or not they are a good angel or a bad angel, I have an article for you <laughs> from howtoexitthematrix.com. Oh, God. The article is titled, How to Discern False Angels. I'm just going to read a titch. Um, Recently, I was contacted by somebody who was concerned about the beings that he was channeling. They claimed to be archangels, and yet these beings were untruthful, manipulative, and occasionally even malicious. They even gave him unwanted attunements. 
This was not the first time I've encountered false angels. Several years ago, I had my own experience with them. I was meditating with a group of light workers when two false angels appeared on the astral plane. They grabbed hold of my hand and pulled me through a wormhole. It happened so quickly I was disoriented, and yet I sensed we were moving interdimensionally. I'm going to say this. Before you read this article, take a quick gander out into the world. Find an article titled, How Do I Tell Whether or Not the Angels I'm Seeing Are Real? <laughs> read that first. It might have been the acid you just drank. Yeah. Yeah, so... Or the kombucha. It might have been a dream, man. So, yeah. like, it could I... Just be... Maybe you have the flu and it's a fever dream. Yeah. I, like, believe in ghosts and stuff. Yeah. But angels are too but much for no, you. No, 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 no. So here's the thing. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize we had Dean Winchester on the game. We're, we're drawing lines? I don't, huh? I don't have the time to, like, sit around and try to, like, interact with ghosts. What are these people doing to, um, like, find, discover art, fake archangels on the astral plane yeah. and get sucked through a wormhole? Like, is it a meditation state? What yeah, do they do? Uh, they watch too much uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have so much free fucking time. Do they have crystals to go along with this? Yeah. I goddamn guarantee It's a do. crystal meth. Uh, it, someone was sharing this post. Like, this articles, post started going okay. around on Facebook again. That was a screenshot of something like, what's a good crystal to banish someone with? It was like any of them if they're big enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. That's good. Okay, so I just have to share with you guys the ads on this website. Numerologist, your name mm-hmm. is no accident. See why the shocking truth in numerology Wait. chart cannot lie to you. Wait a goddamn second. Did you just say numerologist? Numerologist, Does yeah. That, I thought it was numerologist. No. N U M E R O. Numerologist is for names. Numberologist is what I call math teachers. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then hold on, I have to read. I have to read through the rest of these ads, guys. Michelle Walling, certified holistic life coach. Nice. The result. Click here. Jo- Doctor Joe Vital combining. <sighs> Ho-po-no-pono and the law of attraction. The lolly, the lolly lule low? H-O apostrophe O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O. Oh, that's and a look, mouthful. What the fuck? That might be a word. It should not, it should not, it should not be a word over a white dude's face. Okay? This guy looks like he should be telling me whether or not I have cancer in my asshole. <laughs> This not telling up. me what ho'opono popono means. This is some like white people bullshit. Oh yeah. Oh here's okay. I just scroll down further down the article. Here's how you tell what a real angel is. They're positive. Always leave you feeling unlift, uplifted. Okay. They're loving. Angels absolutely adore us because they haven't met any other species yet. Giving. Each of us have guardian angels who protect, love, heal, nurture, and guide us. Beautiful. Whether you can see them with your physical eyes or your third eye, they are always beautiful. Respectful. Angels adhere strictly to the law of free will. They cannot interact with you unless you ask for their help. Empowering. They encourage and help you to your own power. Spiritual. Angels are connected to the source to source slash divine light. They are not associated with man-made organizations or religion. You know, maybe I can't see angels because my trifocals are still in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I my third eye is blind, so. <clears throat> and so I still didn't make a shitty band about it. So you're leading that semi-charmed life. The one thing that bothers me about that description of angels is the beautiful. 
Yeah. Because like even through the Bible, and even this was quoted in the uh, episode, like the angels appeared to people, and the people are terrified. Yeah, because yeah. angels and are maybe, goddamn scary. Well, and, and maybe they are beautiful, but they are also what I would probably describe as like like Lovecraftian, undescribable beings. I they are. I I uh, I, I, mean, I don't believe in angels, but like. I, when I think of them and I think of like a true angel definition, like not like a precious moments angel, I think of like awful life. in the sense that they inspire awe. Yeah. But yeah. not necessarily like beautiful or comforting. There's one they, they may be able to appear to us as a beautiful being, but you know, their true forms would not be. Well, according to how to exit the matrix.com. I guess they get away with saying angels are beautiful because angels are connected to the source slash divine light. They're not affiliated with man-made organizations or religions. Also, except Scientology. They, they love us because they haven't met any other species yet. Like angels. Oh, haven't met that, dogs? Did, that was my little thing. Oh, okay. that was that. Okay. That was my dig. Was like, angels haven't met dogs. Dogs uh, are great. Angels absolutely adore us, which seems fake, but okay. <gasps> they are nurturing, caring, kind, and compassionate and completely devoid of ego. I get it now. Which seems impossible. Possible. I get it. Angels are dogs. I believe that. Okay. I believe in angels. <laughs> uh, I finally get it. I, They're talking it all makes about sense. dogs. It all makes sense. Um, so yeah, how to exit the matrix.com. Um, I'd rather read how to enter the matrix, mainly because I don't understand how uh, Cypher got back in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, um, you know, this seems like some bullshit. Can we take a matrix tangent right quick? No, no. Sure. It's, it's really quick. It's about the character switch. Okay. Because in the comic book that the matrix is based oh on, my God. I don't remember what it's called, but switch is an actual character from the comic book. And the idea was that. They were trans. Uh-huh. Like, out of the Matrix, they were supposed to be, let's say, a dude. But in the Matrix, they were supposed to be a woman. Okay. And, like, it was supposed to be a big whole thing, but they cut it out because they thought that was too... Like... The Wachowski sisters disagree with you. <laughs> yeah. Did they both? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was just... Okay. Dodge Lana. Nope. The other uh, Wachowski sibling came out uh, a couple years ago. Right, you can take my Wachowski, but you can't take my, uh, I don't know, my belief in the comic book. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that joke. Um, I'm going to tell you how these people from HowToExitTheMatrix.com have time to meditate and follow mm. false angels through space and time. How's that? Starbucks. Um, they are charlatans who have a fake job selling... Uh, not real things to people. Oh, so it's BuzzFeed. Okay. Like these are these are the psychics, the the palm readers, the I can see into your past lives, the let me sell you some dried goat testicle to cure your cancer. I honestly kids don't, don't need vaccines, people. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? I put my faith. I don't put my faith in God or crystals or people who've followed fake angels through space. I I put my faith in Father Reynolds. Yeah. What a good guy. I put my faith in cold, hard Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Cryptocurrency, my friends. Well, I've got bad news about that. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen John Oliver's piece on it. Is Bitcoin dead? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Especially by the time this episode comes out, it'll be super dead. Just like garlic coin. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) 
Travis, buddy, buddy, what? pal, what? friendo, what? guy, comrade, what? Padre. Are you ready? Am I ready? The next episode is called Born Under a Bad Side. <laughs> What's it about, my friend? Sam and Dean are going to go to a house and they're going to meet a family. On the rising sun? No. They're going to meet a family who um, they've been living there like generations and generations and generations of people have been living in this house and it's about to get torn down because they want to put an overpass there. And so they're like, we're not going to sell our property. But they have already started construction on the overpass and there's like a giant road sign over this house and it's called the bad overpass why not just like have the overpass go over the house that'd make too much sense right is this oh, mouse trap my gosh no. <laughs> i i was I, I was gonna do up but i was like ah! nah no, that would be amazing. I'll just make it like weird and esoteric instead of trying to go for a reference this time. I mean, that also felt like that episode of Hey Arnold where like Stinky's family wouldn't sell the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's amazing and not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what does happen? We'll find out. Next time. Okay, Aspen. are <laughs> yeah girls are great girl girls guys girls are great <laughs> girls are pretty fucking rad girls are first things first girls are rad so jot that down yeah so, if there's anything we want you to take away from this podcast it's that women pretty amazing pretty amazing